You're listening to E-Commerce Fastlane, episode 14. Welcome to E-Commerce Fastlane, the podcast show to help you build, launch, grow, and scale a wildly successful e-commerce company. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. Learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your Shopify store. And now, your host and e-commerce entrepreneur, Steve Hutt. Hey there, it's Steve, and welcome back to the e-commerce Fastlane podcast. Now, this is your first time listening. This is an e-commerce show where we have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving online with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, new episodes are available each week uh, in iTunes and Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Spotify, pretty much everywhere that your your phone or your desktop can connect uh, uh, to to iTunes and uh, or with your Android device. Um, you can also sign up at ecommercefastlane.com and you can be notified uh, kind of when new shows are uh, being released. Today I'm chatting with Matt Goodman who is the co-founder of a platform called Okendo, O-K-E-N-D-O, Okendo. And it's um, a platform that you likely may not have heard of yet, but I tell you, they've really developed a, a compelling solution that really adds this kind of like and trust factor uh, to your Shopify product pages you know, more in the form of kind of ratings and reviews um, that, you know, that will build the kind of excitement and kind of creates a compelling reason uh, for site visitors to kind of click the buy button, um, along with a host of other features uh, that you'll soon learn about. Uh, things like user-generated content, uh, like photos and videos, and uh, highlights of kind of the product's unique selling points and kind of key value drivers. And, you know, there's an extremely powerful um multi-channel marketing section too that kind of extends the value of this kind of customer generated content things like inline seo so you get like you know high rankings in google and uh and bang organically um with customer generated uh reviews uh rich snippets you know so now it'll actually show uh review kind of metadata uh in your product page links in google or bing um you know google shopping um you can now push review data uh, to your shopping feeds that will really help to increase conversion. Um, and even as of late, they've even added uh, a Facebook kind of dynamic and lookalike audience kind of ad serving kind of right out of their platform. And there's a whole bunch of other features too. Uh, so kind of regardless if you are using a competitive solution right now to generate user reviews um, or user generated content, you kind of owe it to yourself today to just, you know, if you can spend the next, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, uh, listen to this episode and um, you can really see what you're missing and you can kind of see that, you know, some innovation is really happening today. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a compelling solution, to be quite honest with you, and uh, uh, it deserves some attention. So let's jump into the show. So hi, Matt, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad you're here. I'm excited to uh, dig into this uh, episode today. I've, I, I was actually one of my colleagues um, uh, mentioned uh, your platform and I thought what a great opportunity to uh, have you on the show and kind of share uh, kind of what I believe to be uh, massively important for the growth of a Shopify store. And that's kind of the social proof with, you know, reviews and that whole community based uh, uh, of, of kind of interaction with a brand. Mm. And I thought it'd be great to have you on and kind of 
talk about kind of what you've been working on uh, and what you've produced. And um, and so maybe kind of before we jump into it, can you tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey that's kind of led up to building the uh, Okendo platform? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, thanks again for having me for having me on. Um, so Kendo has actually been a Shopify development partner for the last four years. Uh, admittedly, we haven't been focused on building uh, the Akendo app that whole time. Uh, so for the first two years of our uh, being a Shopify partner, we were focused on developing an app called VidTitan, and that enabled retailers to capture video reviews from their clients. Uh, we got some decent initial traction and had a reasonable number of users. Uh, however, we ultimately felt we didn't quite have product market fit with VidTitan, mainly because retailers were telling us they kind of didn't want to run two apps in parallel, one for video reviews and one for text reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we decided to, to pivot around two years ago uh, and focus on kind of building out the extra features that would enable us to compete in the kind of broader uh, customer reviews um, market for the market for customer review apps. Um, mm-hmm. And as part of that, we chose to, to rebrand to Akendo. Um, and yeah, so we've been going full-time on Akendo now for, for two years. Uh, the first 12 months of Akendo, we were just purely focused on, on product development. Um, and the early relationships that we had with our kind of clients from VidTitan and the, the partners that we were working with at that time were quite useful as that helped us inform uh, the features that we were building to really ensure that we were building something that was going to be useful for Shopify retailers. Um, and then, yeah, we, we launched a private beta that ran for about six months. And during that time, we were very focused on inviting uh, high-growth Shopify retailers to use the app because uh, we, we really were primarily interested in in what they uh, had to say about the app and understanding what their needs and, and goals were. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been out of beta now for about six months. Uh, Kendo is available for, for all Shopify retailers. And yeah, you can find it on the App Store. Um, I believe it's quite a mature system now. It has all the features that high growth retailers um, want and need in, in a reviews platform um, so that they can capture awesome customer content. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned about the whole um, kind of, you know, having multiple apps running to kind of do one thing, well, well, text and video, kind of what VidTitan used to be. And I think that's a kind of a pain point that a lot of my merchants actually experience too, this whole um, having so many pieces of a tech stack all adding up and it does make it much more complex and a lot of mishmash things going on. It's nice that uh, you've, I guess, thought about and now have kind of, uh, you know, built the platform now to be kind of more solely focused on kind of what it needs to do uh, instead of having to run multiple different types of solutions. So I think that's, uh, that's fantastic that you're going down that journey. So, we know that reviews, as I mentioned at the top of the show, are like super, super important uh, for retailers. Um, you know, just just the, as that social proof, and um, it just it just you know just think of like shopping on Amazon. Um, you know, you, that's one of the first things that I typically do when I go there is I like to see both the good and the bad about a certain product, and then I get a good feeling uh, about you know if it's something that I want to purchase or not, and so knowing that that's you know a, a core feature of Amazon and kind of Amazon being like the largest retailer um, you know it's it, there's quite a few competitors out there you know in the same space um, true. you know certainly as you know as existing there's lots of alternatives out there um, <laughs> and just like so how have you positioned Okendo kind of to be different I guess so to speak 
Yeah, absolutely. It is a good question. Um, certainly, the market for customer reviews apps is very well established. It's a it's a red red ocean. Um, so one of the although there are certain certainly a lot of challenges, there are a few opportunities that latecomers to existing markets um, have. Um, so one would be the ability of a kind of latecomer to address the problems and friction points that customers may have with their existing solutions. Um, and also to perhaps provide the features or the tool sets needed to, to capitalize on new and emerging opportunities that existing alternatives um, aren't currently doing. Um, and of course, because we're building tech companies, we, we have the opportunity to, to address those opportunities and problems using the latest in, in technology and design standards. Um, so I think by focusing on these areas, we've been able to capitalize on, on opportunities in multiple spaces. Uh, and this is really what's helping us differentiate a kendo from, from the other alternatives that are out there. Um, I can probably highlight that with a, with a few examples. Um, mm-hmm. Please do. Yeah. Okay. So everything we do at a kendo is, is done with a mobile first approach. So whether that's capturing a customer review to the retailers, moderating reviews to displaying them on their site, um, everything we do is mobile first. And that's really proven to be so important over these last two years because uh, it's really been within this time period that uh, consumer preference for, for mobile, for both browsing and purchasing has, has overtaken desktop. Um, so being so mobile focused has kind of enabled our, our clients to have um, significant performance improvements with their review generation. Um, we had one client, Minimal, who migrated uh, to Akendo from a popular alternative um, and they were able to increase the rate at which they were generating reviews um, by over a thousand percent. Yeah, wow. and we we credit that um, primarily because their approach that they were previously using to capture reviews really wasn't optimized for mobile, so it was causing a lot of drop off. Um, so I just think that's a good a good example of how you can address an existing friction point with the new approach, new tech. Um, to, to deliver better outcomes. Yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking too that, you know, the old saying, they say, you know, the the early bird kind of gets the worm, but kind of the, the second mouse gets the cheese kind of situation. So <laughs> it is a little bit like that. Yeah. It it seems that's where Aikendo is kind of positioning itself. Um, you know, when you kind of mentioned that, um, you know, the fact that there's these legacy uh, platforms out there that are doing something similar. Um, but now when you're trying to now break out, break through into that market, um, using some newer technology or the latest, the latest technology and design standards and kind of the, and the needs and wants and pain points of maybe existing platforms that don't necessarily do that yet. Um, I think that's interesting that you're able to innovate today and now and execute on it and release it. And, you know, everybody plays catch up, no doubt all the time, but, um, and that's just part of innovation, but it's, it's great that, that you're seeing some, you know, some really good results here, uh, from, from some existing beta uh, users and now, you know, in full production now with your, with your service. That's really, really awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think solving problems is one part of the differentiation strategy. Um, and then the next is that innovation piece and capitalizing on the release of new tech and uh, new opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. And I've got a big one in this space to, to talk to you about actually. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, we're about to launch a major new feature called Sequences. Mm. Um, we've kept it pretty hush-hush leading up to now. We haven't spoken to any to anybody or in a public forum about 
um, sequences. So okay. I'm pleased to say that e-commerce fast lane listeners will actually be the first to learn about it. Well, that's um, very cool. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Appreciate absolutely. it. Um, so sequences is intended to give um, Shopify retailers uh, an array of powerful new capabilities for optimizing uh, the review request process. Mm. Um, and quite honestly, these capabilities have we haven't seen them at all before in any other reviews app. Um, so we're all very excited about it. Okay, um, tell tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So these new capabilities are going to kind of enable retailers to, to improve the review capture process. And in so doing so, kind of make big improvements on the review quality, review quantity, and the actual customer experience of, of submitting a review as well, or even okay. receiving the request to review. Right. Uh, so how it's going to work specifically uh, is by giving retailers new tools and controls for the review request process. So the email that goes out after a certain number of days um, since the order has been fulfilled. Right. Um, so, for example, we'll be able to do things like selectively uh, request review improvements. Hmm. So let's say you've got a customer that submitted a five-star review. They're obviously a kind of, they're happy with their product experience. They're almost a brand advocate, uh, but they didn't include a photo or video with their review, both of which are possible with a Kendo. Um, so with sequences, it, the retailer can set it to automatically follow up with that customer uh, and ask them, hey, we loved your review. Would you also like to add a photo or video to your review? Um, and if the retailer would like, they can offer an incentive to the customer for doing so. Yeah, that's that's fantastic because I also think, yeah, because the workflow currently with a lot of the other solutions out there is that it's uh, not available and uh, it's something that obviously is important having a picture or video. I mean, you know, showing actual people using your product in a picture. I mean, I, I, I think of kind of what Ezra Firestone uh, does um, um, with a few of his brands and he's, you know, been, been very, very clear about this, that, you know, the reasons why, one of the reasons why he's been so successful, um, with, with his brands is the fact that his merchants, uh, or so his customers are able to, you know, hashtag and send through photos and stuff as part of their reviews, because that it just, you just, you just resonate with another human being <laughs> through a video review or a picture of holding the product. And I think that's fantastic. Exactly. That you're now automating it now. It's great. Yeah, exactly. It's a way to, of course, automate the capture of the reviews, but then to kind of continually automate the um, the number of customers that include that media with their reviews. Correct. Um, another big one with the sequences is going to be the ability for retailers to A-B test their review request sequences. Uh, okay. So things like uh, test whether a certain design of the review request email outperforms other uh, tests um, could be testing the subject line, the body of the email, the body text, um, or even the the reward incentive that's that's available to, to customers to determine which one customers find the most compelling, uh, and also which one delivers retailers the best return on investment as well. I see. Um, so A/B testing is a good one, but yeah. the one that I'm probably most excited about is giving retailers the ability to leverage order and customer data as part of the review request. Okay. So this could be something like if an order is over a particular value, 
uh, or it contains particular products or even if a product belongs to a particular collection, then retailers can automatically adjust the messaging and the incentive that goes out to that customer. Hmm. So, for example, if you've got somebody who purchases um, a high-value order, um, the messaging might be like, thanks so much for um, you know, such a big order. Uh, we'd love to get your review. And so the coupon is going to be or the reward that's on offer is going to be higher than it perhaps otherwise would be. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then on the other side, you've got the, the customer data where you could do things like, if a customer belongs to, say, the VIP tier of a retailer's loyalty program, um, then the messaging of the review request email can be um, automatically updated to kind of reflect the, the kind of VIP status of the client, uh, kind of acknowledging uh, their contribution to the, to the customer's community and um, in the, the kind of request for their feedback as well. I see. Yeah. And, and Shopify does have quite a few um, kind of uh, loyalty and reward solutions. I've had, I think, the bulk of them uh, on this show. And um, that's an, another interesting growth opportunity. And it looks like that you're you're, you're trying to use the data that's available, um, either tagged data or direct access to data from these other third parties um, uh, or through the customer record. And then you're able to then change the messaging accordingly based on um, their their order. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I think by kind of focusing on these different opportunities, we've kind of been able to, um, well, and I should say the ex- exclusive focus of, on Shopify uh, and the capabilities of the Shopify platform, um, we've really been able to build a platform that's differentiated and also such a good fit for, for Shopify retailers. Yeah, I know, hundred percent. I'm I'm excited for that because I think the A/B test part of it, I think, is great. Um, uh, that's one thing I'm thinking of now is because I think right now you, you never really know the success of these sorts of things unless you are A/B testing them. And so I guess you go through some kind of a round robin, going through them all. Um, I, I would think at scale, uh, especially for you know, plus merchants that have lots of orders, um, it, it can really make a large impact because you have a large data set available. Um, different offers and headlines, exactly. things like that you mentioned. So that's really cool. So yeah, so there's a ton of metrics, sorry, to, to, to add in there. There's a ton of metrics that retailers want to be measuring as part of the review capture process. So like, mm-hmm. of course, the open rate of the email, the click rate, um, the order to review capture rate. And those are all things that re- retailers, particularly Shopify Plus retailers, will now be able to do um, well to, to optimize with sequences and, and its A-B test capabilities. I see. So I know for sure, I would say that the bulk of, I would say more than 90% probably of the Shopify plus store owners likely already uh, currently have some kind of a review process kind of in place on their product pages, um, you know, or even, or even company reviews, uh, type plugins and things. Um, now what about for Shopify kind of core, uh, potentially, um, who haven't started collecting or displaying reviews yet? Can you, can you kind of walk us through maybe some of the reasons? I mean, it seems that more mature merchants typically know that there's benefits of having reviews, um, on their product pages just for that social proof and kind of recommendation, um, to buy certain popular products. People like to, you know, going groups of people like to buy the most popular items, but can you kind of walk us through maybe one of the reasons why um, they should consider starting to collect and display reviews like right away? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think you definitely nailed it uh, in terms of the kind of big reason to add reviews is the ability to 
of reviews to kind of establish trust and credibility in the eyes of new shoppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if retailers are going to be spending money driving shoppers to their website, they obviously want to be doing as much as possible to convert them into customers. Right. Um, and as you say, the, the kind of the, the best way to do that still is showcasing uh, reviews from past customers, the concept of social proof. Um, yeah, so that, that's, a, that's a big one. Um, and of course, a system like Akendo will give retailers the tools to, to capture content and also to showcase it throughout their site. So that could be um, showing their best reviews on the homepage, of course, product reviews on product pages, or even having all of their reviews aggregated onto a single page uh, so that new shoppers, those who are not yet familiar with the brand, uh, can get a quick feel for, for the store and the kind mm. of experience of past customers as well. Mm, that's nice. Yeah, and then I think beyond just the, the ability to kind of establish trust and uh, showcase popularity, reviews are actually a very important tool in helping shoppers make decisions. And if shoppers can make uh, good decisions, faster decisions, that results in increased conversion rate and, of course, more sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few ways that reviews contribute to, to facilitating shopper decision-making. Um, the first way is that reviews can actually be a great way to give insight into the customers themselves. Mm. And that's actually particularly effective because one of the main mental tools consumers will use to try to make good purchasing decisions uh, is to align their decisions with customers that have kind of similar requirements or characteristics as, as their own. Right. Uh, the, the, yeah, the assumption being that this alignment kind of increases the probability the product is going to be right for them or it's going to achieve their desired outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so an example of that might be, let's say you've got um, a female shopper looking to buy a new dress um, from a retailer she hasn't tried before. Mm-hmm. Um, she may have had a previous, previously had a bad experience purchasing something online and it didn't, didn't fit and she had to return it. So this time around, the retailer could uh, actually show reviews from past customers that include sizing insights, uh, mm. things such as waist size, bust, height, uh, and how the product that they purchased subsequently fit for them. Mm-hmm. So that way, the, the shopper that's considering buying, uh, if she can identify customers that have similar sizing dimensions as she has, and those customers found the medium to be a great fit, then she's going to feel confident and more compelled to, to complete her transaction in, in that visit. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I have quite a few merchants uh, that I manage or that uh, that I consult on, and a lot of them are, are in the fashion space. Uh, one in particular is in the shoe market, and I find what's interesting, they unfortunately are are not using your service. And at this point, they're actually not doing any reviews yet, which is really shocking to me. Mm. Uh, separate issue. <laughs> um, but, you know, the primary thing, the way they're getting around it is, is that, you know, right in the description of the product, they actually put in there about, you know, that, you know, you know, for example, if you're a size 10, we recommend that you, you know, that you select a 10 and a half. And so they're being very general, I guess they're saying that maybe their sizes are, are a little bit, um, you know, on, on the smaller side. So you need to kind of, you know, so based on your size, you should just get a half size larger. And, and I, and I feel that, um, you know, as an interesting workaround that is, um, and as it maybe is, is helping reduce, uh, you know, the kind of 
returns and exchanges that happen, I, I think, quite a bit in fashion. I know large amounts of returns happen in footwear um, just for that sizing reason alone. It's very interesting that uh, that uh, that's a really great example of, of, of why having proper product reviews and then um, – on the product page and then talking very specifically about the fit and, you know, and, mm. and the subsequent, I think that's fantastic that you're kind of addressing that concern. Yeah, exactly. I think if you look at, uh, let's say any uh, fashion item on, on Amazon or there's some other popular sites, say rent the runway, mm-hmm. uh, they've all experienced significant success by giving customer insights into sizing dimensions and their particular experience with the product. And, that in turn helps them one kind of build this kind of customer community around the brand and also helps people um, make decisions. Right. Um, but aside from the giving the insight into the consumers, of course, reviews are also intended to give an insight into, into people's product experiences. Right. Um, and so the other way people make decisions is to try to understand, you know, how product performs in perhaps two or three key, key attributes, mm. or key, two or three key areas. Uh, so price, of course, is always going to be one of those um, dimensions. But beyond that, it's it's really product specific. Um, so as another example, let's say you've got a, a customer considering buying, say, the latest teeth widening products. Okay. Um, so aside from price, she's probably going to be particularly interested in understanding, say, effectiveness. Does it actually whiten my teeth? Right. Um, <laughs> maybe another one. Yeah. Speed of results. Is it going to take a day? Is it going to take a week? How quickly is it going to happen? Uh, and maybe ease of use. So is it something that you know anyone can do or they have to spend an hour struggling in front of the mirror to, to make it happen? Right. Um, so I think if retailers can actually show reviews that highlight customer feedback on these specific product attributes, it could be, say, a rating of one to five on each area, um, it suddenly makes it very easy for the shopper to assess performance and, and make their purchasing decisions. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. And as you touched on before, when, when customers can make uh, better decisions, one benefit, of course, is p- retailers make more sales. But the additional benefit is that um, the, the cost and support overhead goes down. Um, so yeah, I think it, uh, helping people make decisions is is a great one, right? And then what about the uh, about obviously it, it, these extra fields and things that were or data points that we're capturing? Does, is there have you kind of addressed that concern? Because I, you know, you always see, you know, it's it's easy to kind of give a a five star review on something and potentially just a really quick review. But if we really want to cre- uh, have more data points available, uh, how have you addressed the collection of these other attributes? Mm, that's a great question. Um, so this is very much related to the way Akendo collects um, collects reviews and the way that it's done differently mm. compared to alternatives. Okay. Um, so we have, as I said, a very mobile-focused approach to review capture where the customer is first asked in the email to provide a star rating for that product. Okay. Um, the customer is then taken out to a dedicated reviews capture page um, that's been built for a mobile first experience Um, and on that page they can provide a review in their own words they can provide the structured attribute ratings and that can be a a distinction between product attributes and customer attributes Um, they can submit photos and videos and they can even add their 
social media profile picture from Facebook or Google. Mm. Nice. Yeah, so it's a it's a unique review capture approach and one that definitely optimizes for both review capture and review quality. I see. Okay, awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like the mobile first part of it because I think that's, um, you know, obviously the bulk of the traffic that's coming in, uh, at least in the discovery mode. Um, and, uh, and then once people have made a purchase, um, these kind of notification type emails that are, that are sent through, obviously, you know, asking for a review and kind of these kind of follow ups from a brand that you've already purchased from, it tends to, uh, pique a lot of interest from a lot of people. Like, you know, they, you know, is there something new that I can, that I can get? Oh, they're looking for a review. Well, I do like that. Those new pair of shoes or this dress or, whatever I've purchased. So um, I think the open and click-through rates are usually quite high typically because you kind of already have a built-up relationship and then sound and, and, and the bulk of that people are out and about. So having a mobile kind of first approach to the review capture process, I think that's very innovative. Um, even though maybe other uh, solutions on the market, we would be a responsive type, but they haven't really thought from uh, the user's experience from a mobile first strategy. And then, yeah, it works on desktop. Mm. Great. Uh, but it really works well because you're already logged into all your social profiles. You have access to lots of things that you could do kind of on the fly. I think it's quite interesting exactly yeah exactly uh, just to finish this this topic of the benefits of reviews i think there's there is one other um reason that i when, I, when i'm speaking to retailers about why they should consider adding reviews to their site mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like more of a higher higher order higher level kind of outcome which is once the retailer actually builds up a good volume of reviews and even questions and answers mm-hmm. Uh, a sense of customer community can kind of begin to exist around the brand, mm-hmm. sort of kind of customer movement, which once it once it's existing, uh, starts to become kind of self-perpetuating as well. Um, and that's particularly true when you have retailers that are focused on value or cause-based marketing, influencer collaboration, um, or running loyalty programs. Um, and the a customer community kind of represents the holy grail for digital brands these days because there's just so many um, commercial benefits to a brand of of having one. Um, So it could be the ability of a community to increase awareness stage or the effectiveness of awareness stage marketing Mm -hmm. Uh, because, of course, once a community starts starts existing and you have community members interacting with each other, um, it inevitably becomes highly visible. Right. So that, a good example of that might be uh, somebody purchasing, say, from Fashion Nova. She tags um, Fashion Nova on her Instagram. Her friends see it. Uh, they're in, they're uh, interested to check me out, to check out Fashion Nova as well. Um, so it kind of uh, functions as a bit of a dragnet where the community is uh, both directly and indirectly referring um, new users to the to the brand. Um, and the benefit of that, of course, is customer acquisition cost goes down. And then another good benefit of a customer community is, of course, the um, decision-making assistance that customer community members can provide to each other. Um, Glossier is a good example of that, where they have customers sharing their skin type, skin concerns, and feedback on particular products. Um, And, of course, a community, the sense of kind of uh, customer inclusion that results from a community helps increase brand affinity, brand loyalty, uh, and that means that customers buy more products, repeat purchase rate goes up, uh, and customer lifetime value goes up. Um, and I think 
perhaps most importantly, a customer community, once it's up and running, it, it can't be easily replicated, um, which means that uh, brands are able to create uh, both differentiation and points of defensibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's actually very, very important given that it feels as though retail is in a state of kind of super competition at the moment. Um, so the more retailers can do to kind of establish credibility, um, uh, facilitate decision-making, but also ensure that they have uh, differentiation and defensibility, uh, that, that's going to be very important as well. Yeah, you know, it's funny uh, that you're mentioning this, well, like building this community and just <clears throat> almost like a moat around the brand and and, and the word exactly. of mouth that kind of happens because of it. It, 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 it like some of the conversations that I've, ha- I've had of late and, and the word that's being brought up quite a bit is how do I get my customer's attention or potential customer's attention? And, you know, attention being the single word, it's just like, yeah, that's a really good point because, you know, there's so much noise and, you know, as as, as the months and years go by, more and more uh, people are shopping online. It's 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 a it's growing, and because of that, that grows the selection and it grows your competition. And uh, you know, and if you can figure out ways of getting more attention to your brand, either through discovery, um, you know, and the discovery can go through like through word of mouth, as you said, tagging things, what Fashion Nova potentially is doing, and and then mm. and then resharing that uh, from a hashtag. And it's just it's so interesting that that's where the market is going. How do you get a new customer's attention um, and or how do you gently remind existing customers um, that uh, that you're still around and there's something new if it's fashion then there, you know there'll be new new product lines coming out for seasons and things like that so it's quite uh, it's quite interesting and that's kind of where my focus is uh, too trying to help uh, brands grow is how do you get more attention mm-hmm. and it sounds like you, uh, you have that dialed uh, with Okendo so that's fantastic so yeah absolutely I think yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just kind of agree with you that, um, yeah, those are those are all things that retailers need, need to focus on and competing for attention in, in today's market is is super hard. Absolutely. So let's jump into the, the competition topic then. So we kind of discussed it a little bit uh, on the show so far, but, um, and with other guests and stuff too. And, you know, um, I just would like to get your kind of your take on the market and kind of, you know, what you think it takes for kind of retailers to kind of succeed kind of online uh, in today's kind of climate. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I think I definitely, as I said, agree that we are in a state of kind of hyper competition at the moment in retail. Um, we've obviously got Amazon and the rest of the thousand pound gorillas out there, Walmart, Jet, the rest of them. Um, interestingly, we, we seem to be living through a bit of a direct to consumer gold rush at the moment. Right. Uh, seems there's uh, hundreds of uh, emerging brands piling into every possible consumer niche to try to topple the retail old guard. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so true. <laughs> You've got the uh, digital transformation of the traditional brands, both big and small. Uh, and we've got uh, micro brands that you know, emerge very quickly, perhaps might disappear very quickly. Um, new business models such as drop shipping, uh, And of course, all of this has been facilitated by lower barrier to, barriers to entry, uh, enabling platforms like, like Shopify. Um, and so, yeah, it's resulted in a really competitive market. Um, so... Um, how do I mean? I just I'm just thinking out loud here now. But so how do um, 
how do you how do you build customer loyalty? Like, how do you win in that space? Like, I'm just thinking from your perspective and just trying to, you know, from what you see and kind of building this platform. These are obviously some problems that you're trying to solve. So, how does people, someone listening to the show right now, how do they um, improve their customer loyalty or just win more with mm, their store? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think that's how, how do retailers kind of succeed in such a competitive market yeah. space is, is definitely the the golden question. And it's what all of us building technology platforms like Agenda are trying to help retailers answer. Um, I think what uh, a good guiding point for answering that question is basically to look at what those retailers who are winning in this competitive market, what they're doing uh, as a kind of reference point. Because I think if you look closely at brands like Glossier, Gymshark, Fashion Nova, um, you can kind of see that there are some common strategies when when they get it right, it, it does work. It does enable brands to achieve differentiation and create those moats of defensibility. I see. Um, yeah, I'd say like specifically there's probably three, well, at least three uh, areas that I see those type of brands um, focusing on and, and strategies to, to establish that differentiation. Um, as you said, it's, it's very much focused on customer loyalty. So these brands understand that it's cheaper and easier to drive existing revenue from, well, additional revenue from existing customers. Yeah, and that's, that's true because for digital brands, they often say customer acquisition costs are the new rent. Um, that's so yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, you know, the costs of marketing on platforms like Facebook and Instagram is, is only going up. So retailers certainly like Fashion Nova and Glossier, they, they understand that uh, they need to be focused on not just the one-off transaction, but actually winning the customer's account, uh, the repeat business, the, the customer loyalty. Yeah, and these are, and these are um, topics that come up quite a bit too uh, in my calls and, 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 and coaching and stuff. And it's just, you know, I use the word pay to play. It's just the way it is now. Um, just organic reach can be tough and um, and cost per acquisition costs are definitely going up. And so you definitely want to figure out ways of how you can maximize lifetime value of your existing customers. And I think, you know, that's, I guess that's, as you say, it's part of winning the customer loyalty is just understanding the fact that, you know, there is a paid acquisition cost to that customer, but then what are you doing long-term to kind of nurture that customer into, you know, into someone who's loyal and, and potentially even a brand advocate at some point uh, through you know, loyalty and points and, and these sorts of things. So it's very interesting that, that, you know, that's kind of how you're aligned and how you're thinking um, that Okendo is kind of tr- trying to help yeah. uh, that, that part of the equation. Absolutely. Um, and, and related to that, that sense of customer loyalty is the interactions that retailers or customers have uh, with both other customers um, and with the retailers themselves. Because as I was kind of mentioning before, you do see brands like Gymshark, Glossier focusing on trying to build a sense of customer community around the brand. Um, I think that they've actually made that quite a foundational um, goal of theirs and they've Many strategies that they have are kind of aimed at either directly uh, achieving that goal or, or supporting it um, because there's just such great benefit of a customer community. So one, one other um, benefit that I can think of that I don't, didn't touch on before is how a customer community helps retailers um, kind of be, be flexible. So we kind of live in an age of rapidly evolving plat- platform preferences. So 
today Instagram is the hot platform. Um, what's it going to be tomorrow? We don't really know. Uh, but if you have a significant amount of customer uh, loyalty, a community that exists around the brand, that's actually going to be help you be resilient to change. Um, so suddenly tomorrow there's a, a, a majorly new um, hot popular platform that everyone's jumping on. Uh, a community will ha- should be able to kind of transfer over to that new platform and um, without you missing a beat. Um, so it helps retailers be resilient. Um, and then I think just as a high level, we see these retailers focusing on maximizing uh, the customer experience. Mm. Um, at, at all customer touch points, they understand that there's a need to have a strategy that um, optimizes the cus- customer experience. So whether that's having personalized recommendations for when customers are browsing, um, streamlined checkout, so perhaps checkout defaults to individual payment um, preferences, um, or, or actually getting lifecycle marketing right um, by having you know, uh, recommendations for products that the customers actually going to be interested in. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting um, that you mentioned that too, because um, uh, in my a few past episodes that I've had, um, you know, we, we we've definitely brought on some some uh, guests that are uh, have built some great solutions for kind of personalized recommendations um, to really give that you know the the site visitor a very almost a one on one type of experience. Um, on 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 site, which mm. I think is fabulous, and and I agree with you on the checkout part of it too. I think that there is um, and there's ways uh, for sure of having a proper uh, checkout process. And Shopify is, is quite good with Shopify Pay, where if they've pre- if you've previously made a purchase, that you know this accelerated checkout is uh, uh, really uh, helps uh, that checkout flow uh, happen quite quickly. And it's nice to have some defaults, you know, preferences and things, or even Apple Pay. Uh, you're already logged in, and just the checkout process is very very quick and simple. I think that's great. And then for sure, I've had folks on too um, uh, for for email and for email marketing and just kind of like, you know, it just comes back to the same thing again. It's like, like, what are we doing um, with our existing customers and how do we grow lifetime value? And from, you know, a personalized one-on-one experience with a great fast checkout process and then able to follow up um, with, you know, in, in your case, following up with reviews and following up again for maybe a picture or video review in exchange for a, a further promotion and building brand affinity and stuff. I think it's, that's fantastic that that's kind of how you're thinking too. This is uh, the, the Okendo platform is, is, is uh, progressing and it's kind of how the market is demanding. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, the average retailer now has the ability to compete on customer experience. Um, in fact, it's one of the, the key points of, of um, differentiation and competitive advantage that retailers should be focusing on um, when trying to compete with Amazon or other large retailers. Um, and the emergence of you know, t- individual kind of best-in-breed technologies within categories, so whether that's you know, a Kendo for, for reviews or another app for loyalty, that's enabling retailers to have strategies for improving the customer experience at the key points. Whereas it's interesting now because that wasn't always the case. It used to be that big retailers uh, were the only ones that could afford the expensive systems that kind of had all the functionality in one platform and so they could easily kind of collect and utilize customer data from each touch point and use that to inf- um, improve the experiences uh, on different touch points. Uh, but that's changing because platforms like Akendo can now integrate with, with other folks, so whether it's with your loyalty app, with your, with your um, support app, 
because I think apps now understand the need to ensure retailers' data is never siloed and so that they can aggregate it in, in, in more places so that they can use that data to improve the customer experience. And I think having a central platform like, like Shopify, which serves to kind of standardize both the tech and process, really does kind of facilitate this type of cooperation between apps. Yeah, and, and it's kind of on that point too, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, for example, one feature through Shopify Plus, which is called Flow, and they recently um, released a new thing called Connectors now. And, um, you know, two apps are now able to talk to each other and um, with, with exactly. Flow being in the middle. And I think, um, you know, and just, you know, being at Unite, which is the big partner conference uh, that happens every year, it was it was very clear to me that, you know, Shopify is really doubling down on their partner ecosystem and the fact that, you know, it's, it's you know, uh, Toby and Harley are very clear that, you know, Shopify does 80% of e-commerce very well. It's that other 20% that needs to be filled in through marketing platforms and apps. And I, I, it, I find it interesting that you said that because <clears throat> that's the, the, the road that Shopify has continued to go down. That's why our, our app and kind of partner ecosystem um, is flourishing so well um, is because we're giving an opportunity for, for these other platforms to kind of connect to Shopify to really improve that, that customer experience of things that we just don't want to build at the moment because we want to do this 80% over here really, really well. It's this other 20% that needs to be um, added on. And so I guess going down that, that same conversation. So, are there plans or do you currently connect to other technologies kind of in the Shopify ecosystem? Yes, we do. Um, we've actually kind of made that a big focus at Akendo awesome. um, simply because we understand that retailers need to be sharing data between platforms um, to provide the best possible customer experiences. Right. So we, we integrate with a number of uh, different apps, probably across uh, three or four main categories. Um, so for customer support, we would integrate with apps like Gorgeous, Zendesk, and that enables retailers to kind of route reviews to a support team if the review is perhaps a low star rating or it has negative sentiment in the body language of the, of the review text because, because if a customer is submitting a review and it's perhaps less than a stellar review, um, ideally retailers want to be following up with that customer and addressing whatever problems exist if um, if you could actually see me right now i'm actually nodding my head up and down because <laughs> because <laughs> i could see that being an issue where um you know uh there's a very low low starred review and uh there's obviously because of some kind of problem of shipping or a size a return a, kind of a customer service type issue now it's very interesting that you have are, are thinking about this and like, well, how do I push this out quickly out to Gorgeous or Zendesk um, so it can be triaged right away uh, and dealt with? Because you know, I think you know, as, as time goes by, you know, just imagine get notifications quite quickly when a bad review comes through and notification is is sent to a particular channel inside Gorgeous. Um, I find that interesting that people can be alerted and then someone uh, in the service or uh, division of a, of a brand or a company uh, or the owner could jump on that call right away or through email and address it on the spot. And then exactly. you can really, you know, change uh, that person's sentiment towards the brand and all of a sudden go in and rechange their, their star rating and thing. Now yeah, I feel like exactly. I'm being heard now. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's, there's a lot of evidence that suggests customers that have issues, which go on to be resolved, actually end up to have higher customer satisfaction ratings um, end up being more loyal customers, even more profitable customers. 
So the opportunity to get good feedback is, of course, a huge part of the objective, but also getting um, negative feedback has significant opportunities for retailers as well. So we want to ensure that we're giving them the tools to, to capitalize and manage that process And the fact well. it just gives a pulse for the brand and kind of what's going on. Because if, if people are leaving negative reviews, then, you know, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And is there any kind of process that needs to be improved upon? Um, and so it just, it just you exactly. know, for the business owner, it, it, it wakes them up a bit. And so uh, having some kind of support notifications now because of a poor star rating uh, or language uh, in the review, that's interesting to me. And I think, uh, I think our listeners uh, of the show should take that to heart. That's something that's, I think, very, very important. Mm, absolutely. And I think Akendo even makes that easy, um, make, makes it as easy as possible, given that we have a bit of machine learning built into, um, into the system by using a bit of natural language processing to identify negative sentiment in the text of a review. Um, so even if somebody tries to game the system by putting five stars, but then writing um, a negative <laughs> review, uh, Kendo will still identify that it's a, uh, not a great review and we'll send to the support team for them I to see. address. And so um, what other uh, kind of, uh, I guess, categories or technologies do you, do you connect to then? Yeah, we integrate with loyalty programs, a number of different loyalty apps. Um, so Smile, Well Rewards, Loyalty Lion. So that retailers can incentivize customers for uh, leaving reviews or for including different types of content with their review. And that could be a customer profile picture from social media, a photo or a video. And even down the line, we've got plans to incentivize customers for answering uh, shopper questions uh, to really help build that sense of community as well. Awesome. Um, and as you mentioned about flow, we're actually starting to do some interesting work there um, so that retailers can leverage uh, flow and, and the customer data that comes in from, from reviews. Um, so they can do things like, let's say they're capturing reviews for a sample product. They can use flow or a Shopify flow trigger to, to move the sample, the review for the sample product onto the, the full size product. Uh, and that's just some more automation that helps retailers kind of regain their most valuable commodity, their time, of course. And we, we actually even have some stuff in the works with, with Shopify Ping and Kit, building some Kit skills to help retailers um, approve or reject reviews directly on their mobile or even reply to, to questions from, from, their, uh, from the Ping app as well. Um, I might also add, we, we do have an integration with Google so that Reviews are indexable by Google search crawlers so that retailers can get the SEO value of that of their reviews, of all that kind of unique natural language content that we know Google loves. But you also integrate with Google Shopping so their review data can show in Google Shopping feeds and in Google product listing ads as well. That's awesome because I know that was one of the pain points that through some of the other competitors in this space in the kind of product review type space um, that uh, maybe some of their lower price tiers, unfortunately, we're running through iframes and we're not being crawled and, and indexed by Google, nice. had the same kind of look and feel, but running in an iframe. And for those that don't know, Google doesn't mm. look too favorably on that because it's grabbing external content that's not really on page SEO value because it's grabbed from a third a third party somewhere else and kind of paste it into a certain yes, that's right. content block. And uh, uh, it's great that, uh, that you've addressed that so that's uh, that's fantastic so we are nearing the end of the show and um do, do you kind of have any mm -hmm. any closing comments that you'd like to leave with our listeners uh well i think we've had a, a good chat today i've um, enjoyed talking about the, the state mm -hmm. of retail mm -hmm. in general 
But I think when it, when it comes to customer reviews specifically, retailers are going to spend money on, on supporting marketing technologies. They're doing it because it's an, an investment. There. And of course, they want to make a return on that investment. One of the things I mentioned in the beginning was understanding retailers' needs and perhaps addressing um, issues with existing solutions. Akendo's pricing is fair, it's transparent. Retailers can get started capturing and displaying reviews on their site for just $99 a month. There's no limit to the number of orders that they can send review request emails out for each month, and they can always get started uh, with a free trial. So I think for retailers considering a, a solution like Akendo, to, to add reviews, they need to be thinking about it through the perspective of uh, return on investment. And so how many uh, additional sales do they need to be making to, to receive that return if there's a subscription fee of $99? I'm happy to share that for the majority of our clients, the ROI is achieved within the first couple of months, purely as a result of the conversion lift on product pages. So that increased consumer trust, the ability to facilitate decision-making. And I think everything else on top of that, such as the repeat purchases from review incentives, the increased marketing effectiveness by being able to integrate Akendo with your support app loyalty program, and just the better customer experience that you can offer, um, there's, you know, it's value add essentially. That stuff stuff's not bundled into the, into right. the pricing factor. So, how can people uh, learn more about the, the Shopify app and and the whole Akendo platform? Yeah, so we we are now in the Akendo app store. Only been there for oh, about okay. six, seven weeks. So excited to, awesome. to be launching there. Yeah. Search for Akendo. You can find us in there and also at Akendo.io. I see. And just uh, for the listeners, it's O-K-E-N-D-O is the is the spelling for it. Um, so yes. Akendo.io. And uh, we talked just before, Matt and I talked just before uh, recording, and uh, he's been very, very generous to offer a special trial, a, a special uh, uh, offer. And uh, the way the offer is going to work is any new signups, you automatically get a kind of a 30-day free trial. Um, and that's including kind of the a setup assistance and, and migration. If you're currently using an existing kind of review app, either the default one that's available through Shopify um, or any of the other third-party review type solutions that are out there, this migration is available uh, as included as part of that 30-day setup. And also, um, as you mentioned at the top of the show about this new sequences that are coming out, to, I guess to, I guess to sort of I guess the word be to celebrate the release of this new yeah, feature. Um, you've decided to offer uh, the first 25 uh, brands that store owners that sign up, um, they can get the power plan, which is the more expensive. I think the power plan is around 250 or 249 per month. And now you're going to yes, be giving right. that for $99 a month for the first year. Or so um, it's certainly to me, it's a no brainer that uh, that you should really take you know this offer um, uh, at least for 30 days and at least get the assistance of the setup and the migration, get it going and see the power of kind of what Okendo can do. And if it uh, seems to be right for you and proofs in the pudding that if you if you don't have a review uh, plug-in at this point and review solution that um, I really think it's it's going to make a big difference uh, kind of in your conversion rate as you mentioned you've got you got the stats to prove it and I've seen it as a lift too on any of the brands that I've personally have run or uh, people that I kind of coach on and manage uh, currently so that's great now so I guess uh, what would be the best way if people sign up for the trial and how should they communicate with you that they made a decision that yes Okendo was right for them to get this deal so for every every sign up that uh, comes to Akendo, we'll work closely with you to get Akendo set up for your store and customized for your for your requirements, uh, including customization to ensure the widgets uh, everything's in line with the brand and site design. So 
we'll actually work closely with each retailer throughout the free trial. And then, yeah, the first 25 clients that at the end of that free trial decide they want to sign up, we'll be offering the, the power plan for the awesome. price of the pro. That's fabulous. So. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show today. I just massively appreciate it. You really um, just opened my eyes about kind of, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to be first to market that I really feel that, um, you know, that because there's some legacy players out there, I also feel that you're coming into the market um, at a great time when e-commerce is massively growing, Shopify is massively growing and retailers uh, need this sort of solution. And uh, I appreciate the innovation and I appreciate how you're connecting to the partner uh, ecosystem and, building relationships that way and then because a lot of merchants people listening to this show um, definitely are using a lot of the the very popular apps that i see that you now connect to and communicate with and i think that's fantastic so uh kudos to you and your team and uh, thanks again for coming on the show thank you well that's it for this episode a little longer than i typically record but you know matt and i had such a great conversation i wanted to share the entire recording with you today and kind of regardless of where you are in your e-commerce business, it's my hope that you have clarity now on the benefits and the necessity for product reviews, user-generated content, and you know, adding a, a tech stack like Okendo really will help you grow and thrive and uh, create kind of significant impact in your market. And on the next episode of e-commerce Fastlane, I have a chat with Brett Bernstein, who is the co-founder of a platform called Gatsby. Now, we all know the power of driving new visitors to a Shopify store through influencers, but wait until you see how connecting your brand to Gatsby instantly helps you build authentic connections with your customers. It's an episode you definitely don't want to miss. Well, thank you again for taking time out of your busy day today and listening to the show. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey with commerce powered by Shopify. Thanks for being a loyal listener and a supporter. And until then, enjoy the rest of your week and take care.